Welcome back to I Just Finish Work podcast, where this is the part two of the Mari Dundancy story. So if you haven't listened to part one, please do that. Um, what I've done is that, you know, when I initially thought about doing this episode, I didn't think it'd be split into two parts, to be honest with you. But I just thought it was really important to give the the context and like the background, like leading up and my mindset and where I just was mentally um, before it got to, you know, being made redundant because, you know, us as people, it's never just we're made redundant and then we go from there. Sometimes there's a lot of, not even sometimes, but all the time, there's always things leading up to it, you know, um, whether you're expecting it or whether you're not or whether you're really enjoying your job, whether you're not for whatever kind of reason or, you know, just whatever. So I just kind of wanted to give that background to it. Um... And I, yeah, I, I, I did that in part one. So if you haven't listened yet, please go and listen to that one. But in this one, I'm going to continue from there. And I believe I had finished at the point where, you know, I had taken some days off in November. And because I was feeling a little bit bored. Um, so I was feeling, well, not feeling, it was a fact, you know. I was feeling bored because there was nothing much to do basically and you know I don't just want to keep referring to the company as the company or my company so I'm gonna call them Sprout um <laughs> anyway I'm gonna call them Sprout so um so yeah so in the month of November this was just last year by the way so this is November 2022 I had gotten to a point where I was dreading work you know, and as I had mentioned in part one, I wasn't dreading work because I didn't like my manager, I disliked my colleagues or anything like that. It was just because I knew that when I would start up that day, I would just be sitting there trying to find things to do. And one thing about me, when it comes to work, I like to be busy. I like to have something to do. Now, don't get me wrong, I do love those moments where there's like a downtime and you're not that busy, there's no like deadlines you need to rush for. I do enjoy those moments, but when they're continuous and they go on for about two months, it for me is, uh, yeah, I, I just, <sighs> I, I just don't like it, to be honest with you. So, you know, I did mention that I would try and look for anything, any and any everything to kind of like be working on. Um, I did have a manage a manager who I got on really, really well with. And she was one of those managers. She's the type of manager that I really, really love to have. And what I mean by that is that she also pulls her weight. I think it's because in the past, I've experienced managers who don't and who love to delegate all the time. Any and anything they can delegate, they can delegate, they will delegate. Whereas she... You can tell she really loves to do stuff, <laughs> which I love as well. But it's like you have someone here who also wants to do stuff. So you have two people in the HR team who is like, there's not much work going on. Um, and my manager, not because she didn't trust me with it, but that was just her nature, you know. Um, so I, I think we get that. And also, so just kind of give like context or just to kind of give um, some understanding around Sprout. There were 60 people there and they had put like a, they had like frozen recruitment for a while. So no one was joining for a while. And um, it had the two co-founders. So one of the co-founders was the CEO 
And the other one, who I guess you would call like the COO, um, he was more involved in the people team aspect of it. So our meetings between my manager and I, anything to do with um, the people related activities, anything to do with HR, he would mostly be in on those calls as well. Um, and one thing he would say to me, he'd say, you know, make sure you you kind of push your manager to give you work because if it's up to her, like she will literally just take on everything. And I was like, I know, I know that like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying <laughs> to do that. Um, but yeah, so I, I did take on other things. Like I mentioned in October, I decided to do a podcast, um, two podcast episodes for Black History Month. So I, I wrote the script, I recorded it, I edited it, I put in all the sound effects, you know, just to kind of judge it up a little bit. Um, so I was just trying to find things for me to do. Another thing I was doing, actually, um, which I want to make mention, is that we had the company Christmas party in December. So one of my colleagues that I would speak to quite a bit, she was the one who had actually... Um, plan the Christmas party in the sense of like the location um I think also like the activities as well and you know side note she was also made redundant but anyway um so she had planned all of that this was to happen in December and my role I had booked all the flights so like I said everyone was remote but we were remote across the UK so you had a couple living in Scotland you had some living in Northern Ireland so they would need flights to get to London for the Christmas party. So I was in charge of that. I was in charge of as well. If anyone after the Christmas party then was going to visit their clients who maybe like abroad as well. I also coordinated those flights as well. I booked the hotels for this Christmas party, you know. So it was also coming up to that time where there's a bit of excitement in regards to that. And people asking, oh, what are you going to wear to the Christmas party? You know, like what's the dress code? What's this? What's that? So even though when it came to my day-to-day -day activities, I was a little bit like, oh, there's not really much to do. But the excitement of looking to forward to the Christmas party was there, you know? So I was very busy with sorting all of that stuff out and whatever. Um, right, so we're in November. I took a few days off. So I think it's about the third week. Maybe, yeah, about the third week of November, I believe. Maybe the second week. And I had taken the Tuesday off. So I took the Tuesday off um, and then Wednesday I I worked and then Thursday morning comes now and I woke up and I woke up to a message from one of my cousins. She lives in Germany and we tend to speak quite a lot, especially over voice note on WhatsApp. So we'd send like a really long voice note. I'm someone who will send like a really long voice note. I don't know why, like I just don't think to break them up sometimes. <laughs> I'd like send like a really long one. But she matches that energy 100%. So she will then send another really long one. There was a time when we were like competing, like who can send a longer voice note. I think we got to 20 minutes. I think I think she did that. I think she did 20 minutes or did I? I can't remember now. But yeah, so that's what I mean. Like we tend to do that. We, we weren't really like messaging too much. It was more just like voice notes, right? But I woke up to a message from her and it just said like, are you okay? That was all it said, right? So I wake up to that. And I remember like reading it and just thinking, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> but I didn't respond immediately. I just read it, responded in my head and just kind of said, okay, I'll respond in a bit. Like, let me just get up and whatever. But also I had my work email on my phone. 
So some moments later, I then got an email come through about a meeting put in for 9am from my manager and it didn't have any subject well it just had her name and my name that was it there was nothing in the body of the email not that we used to really do that anyway when there was just a call between the two of us but I knew something was up and maybe it's because I work in HR I don't know but you know when someone puts a call in your calendar for 9am the time you start work it's like some this call is going to affect your day basically and that's why we need to intercept you and like get you at nine before you start so I knew something was up and I remember what was going through my head was they're letting me go but I couldn't think why and redundancy didn't come to my head even though as I said in part one I was seeing a lot of layoffs happening um like on LinkedIn like a lot especially within like um tech and everything like there was a lot of a lot of layoffs um but still in that moment redundancy didn't come into my mind I was more so thinking what did I do you know what a, like did I did I say something to someone like I was just trying to rack my brain so I did message her and I said hey what's this meeting about and she was like um I'll, I'll explain on the call so just from that alone I was like oh for goodness sake I know yeah I'm being let go um because one thing about us she and I was that we we never used to put calls in each other's diary before 10 o'clock so we would like respect each other's hour <laughs> from like 9 to 10 but say good morning and be like oh how was your weekend if it was a Monday or something but unless it was like for an onboarding that we had to do or something really really important we still would have put it in for nine we'd put it in for like half nine um but for the most part, we never, we would never book calls with each other between nine and 10. Like that was just, you know, you just, you, if you started, you check your emails during that time, you, you know, get your headspace right during that time. And then 10 o'clock, right, we can have calls and things like that. That's why I also knew something is up because she's put a call in for nine. Anyway, um, so I remember like I started getting ready and even though like, I was working from home and even when I do work from home I still as a lot of people would do like make sure you look presentable but I just made sure I looked even more presentable because I <laughs> what was going through my mind was I know I'm being let go so let's look really good in this meeting <laughs> so I remember that I put on a really nice top I did my hair really nicely um I put lipstick on but I always put lipstick on um for for work even from working from home, I always put lipstick on. Um, and I always, I always did my eyebrows. So, yeah, but I just made sure, like, I looked really, really good because I was like, they're going to let me go. So let me, let the last image of me at work <laughs> just be really, really pretty, you know? So anyway, um, so I joined the call at nine and she's sitting there and she's, like, dressed in black and... Her face is very straight, you know, and she looked a little bit stressed. She did, like, she looked a little bit stressed. Um, and I was just like, hi, you know, like, what's up? And so she told me, and I just basically said I had a feeling. I didn't, I didn't think this was the reason. It was a redundancy. But I had a feeling you were going to let me go. And then my mind did run back on, you know, the fact that on LinkedIn I was seeing so many layoffs, things like that. And I did 
say to myself, which I mentioned in part one, could this happen here? And it could, because it can happen anywhere. But also thinking if it did happen here, it'd be me going because there's only two of us in the HR team and they're not going to get rid of the, the manager. You know, they're going to get rid of the other one, so to speak, right? And I was the other one. So, you know, but even even though, and that's why I really wanted to give context to all of this and like kind of like my mental state, because even though I was a bit bored and, you know, there wasn't really much to do, it was actually really quite sad because it was like, wow. And there was a lot of emotion that went through me. Uh, one of them being... Oh my God, this is embarrassing, but I'll get on to that. Another one being, oh my God, I have all this time on my hands now. And I don't know if, if anyone's ever gone through that. Okay, sorry, there's like a squirrel, like just jumping up and down in the garden. It looks so happy. It's so cute. <laughs> anyway, um, I don't know if, you know, anyone else has ever felt like this before, like whether you've just been let go with it because of redundancy or whatever. But now you have all this time on your hands that you didn't plan for. My previous company before Sprout, I had left of my own accord. And so that time that I had, it was, it was almost as if I was more mentally prepared for it. This time around, it was involuntary. So they had let me go. And now I was thinking, what am I going to do with my time? Because your job takes up, well, for me, Monday to Friday, nine to six. You're given, you're given plans, basically. <laughs> you're, given, you're given a motive Monday to Friday. 9 to 5, 9 to 6, 10 to 6, whatever, you know, 1 p.m. to 10 p.m. You're given a motive for those for those hours. And then you, because you're, you're given that timetable, the time that you have free, which is mostly like the weekends or like early mornings if you can, it's when you do other stuff. But when that's taken from you and now it's like, oh my God, what, what do I do with my time? And kidding you not, that's what went through my mind. It was like, I... I didn't plan for this. What what do I do now? Like what do I do with my time now? Um, so I remember after that, like the first thing I did after the call with her, I just got my CV and just started working on it, just updated it. And immediately I just started sending out CVs. And I remember in part one I did mention how I have like a love-hate relationship with LinkedIn. Um, but that's the first place I went to, LinkedIn. Um, I didn't do a post or anything like that. And I'm gonna get to that in a little bit as well, but I just started to apply for jobs on there. I mean, that particular job I had found through LinkedIn. So, and even the job that I'm in now, the guy who was recruiting for it reached out to me via LinkedIn. So I really do see the benefit in LinkedIn. I, I really do think it's a great platform. But like I said before in, my, in the first part, I am going to do an episode on my love-hate relationship with LinkedIn because... I think it, it it's about time. I do I mean doing episode on this in for uh, the longest time. But but anyway, so I I updated it with the quickness. I then went to LinkedIn. I was like applying for jobs. Um, but I did also feel really really sad and even the whole embarrassment thing. So I didn't tell anyone. I didn't even tell anyone. Um, at the job. Right. Okay. So because because we were in HR, she said to me she wanted to tell me and not have me start work and then have a call booked with her and the other guy. I think I mentioned that one of the co-founders was also quite um, heavy within the people team because that's what they were doing with the others. Now, I was one of, I think, 11 people who were redundant on that day. And what they had done with them, they had scheduled calls with them throughout the day. And it was her and the other co-founder. 
and they would tell them but she said because she was my manager she wanted to just do it straight away um you know she that just I mean she was sad to see me go but that's kind of like made it better like her telling me herself and not having like you know the co-founder on the call it was just her and she just wanted to be open and honest with me and everything like that so I was like okay fine um so because of that like I I was one of the first or maybe the first person that knew I was going to be made redundant that day um and I had like a really good friend who was there and I remember I like, thinking to reach out to him and say I've just made redundant but and fun- well, I was going to say funnily enough, it's not funny, it's not funny, sorry. But he was also made redundant and it's it's interesting because when he was made redundant, after his call, he reached out to me and he said, um, hey, just want to let you know that, you know, this will be my last day here, I'll be made redundant. And I was like, oh, me too, you know. <laughs> so it was like the embarrassment I had to tell him, in a way, it was almost like that's what I you know, him reaching out to me and kind of seeing his boldness and just saying, hey, I've made redundant, this this is it, you know, just want to say that, you know, I won't be here anymore, maybe you want to swap numbers, whatever like that. Because I was just like, wow, it's interesting. You have two people made redundant and they've like approached it differently when it comes to telling the other person, you know what I mean? So I thought that was really interesting. And I was like, hmm, for sure, like maybe you should have done that because he trusted he he saw you good in, as a good enough friend to just come and tell you straight away, like, look, I've been made redundant, you know? Um, but I guess we just all handle things differently because I didn't even tell my family or anything. Like, I felt really quite embarrassed. And if I get into why I felt embarrassed, um, one of the reasons was because when I had joined the company, I mean, anyone that would ask me, how's the job going how's the company like I would sing their praises because it was going well you know like I, I wouldn't lie about it I was really enjoying my time there I got along with like a few people I had a great relationship with my manager so I was like yeah I really really like it you know this that third whatever so now it was like nine months later they're they are just letting me go and so it was that feeling of that's embarrassing. I felt really, really embarrassed. Um, and so the only person I told that day, like voluntarily that I told, was the same cousin who had messaged me that morning. And I responded to her and I said, what made you send me that message? And she was like, oh, you know, you, um, I woke up and you were on my mind. And so I just thought I'd message you. And I was like, oh, that's interesting because I was made redundant today. And she was like, oh my god you know and obviously like we spoke about it so she was the only person that knew immediately I didn't tell anyone else and even at the company so you know it was a remote working company everyone was working from home and once everyone had been told who were going to be made redundant the other co-founder so the CEO he had done a post on slack so we used to use slack to like for instant message and he put uh, like a you know a message to say thank you to us all and he put all of our names and people were writing like good luck and the others who had made redundant they were responding back like thank you you know and whatever I never responded um I, I didn't say anything like nothing <laughs> to anybody like only the ones who were made redundant did I really speak to them and then two 
I think only like two other people like reached out and was like, hey, Shayla, I'm so sorry to hear what happened, blah, blah, blah. But I didn't really speak to anyone, you know? I was just kind of like, Ugh, let me just focus on my CV. Let me just focus on getting it out. Like, I don't, I just wasn't in a chatty mood. And, you know, I think it's really interesting because sometimes I feel as though, you know, we we have to or we're kind of told to kind of behave in a very professional way when we're made redundant so you know still say thank you and still you know reach out to people and be like yeah you know I've had such a great time at this company but it's kind of like those LinkedIn posts that happen but I just think why you know like was I wrong for not joining the others in putting out a message saying thank you everyone, you know, I'm going to miss you all, like, no, I'm not going to do that, because I'm not in a good mood, you know, and I'm not going to pretend, I'd rather just write nothing, you know, um, rather than just pretend and just be like that, and I, I get it, it's very much like office politics, and, you know, things that you should just do, but I just didn't want to do that, kind of like the same when it comes to LinkedIn, so I also didn't do a LinkedIn post, and one thing that was happening and I remember I spoke to a friend about this. Um, but after I spoke to her about it, like it kind of stopped happening. So the other ones that made redundant and they weren't doing this to be like bad mind or anything like that. But they all kind of did, not all of them, but some of them did LinkedIn posts about the fact that they made redundant. But then they then tagged the rest of us. And so I remember it, they didn't all do it. I think maybe like three or maybe three people did it. And I had to keep untagging myself <laughs> because I'm like, if I wanted everyone to know I was redundant, I would have done my own post, you know? And I remember it was frustrating me and I spoke to my friend about it and I was like, it's really annoying me. I feel like I need to say something. And she was like, yeah, you do. Like if it happens again, you need to let them know to stop doing it. But it didn't happen again. So I was like, okay, I'll just leave it. But it was kind of annoying. Like, let me know your viewpoint on that because I feel as though redundancy is such like a sensitive thing. And just because we see so many posts on LinkedIn of people talking about their redundancy and how they're now open to work and, you know, please reach out. These are my skills. They are doing it because that's what they want to do. If you write your own redundancy post, for you to then tag other people who are also made redundant, I think that's that's... I don't know, I, I, I don't agree with that at all, but let me know your thoughts on that. It's kind of like, I don't know, what can I liken that to? Yeah, you're basically saying I was fired and so were these other people. <laughs> but you know, they're, they're really skilled, they're great in what they do, but you know, um, let that person write their own post if they want to. You know, so I was just there, like, untagging myself from, like, those three posts or how many posts there were. So, like, you know, and I think it's just because we're in that kind of culture where I guess some people, their way of helping out, because I do believe they thought they were helping because their posts are very much centered on the fact that, you know, we were all made redundant. Here's the names. Please reach out. You know, these are very skilled people and things like that. So it wasn't from, like, a bad place. But I also think we just live in that kind of culture where you just want to put everything because they don't mind putting their business out there. They then think that everyone else doesn't mind either. And it's like, well, 
No, I I do mind, you know, and looking back, I kind of wish I said something to the individual people because I didn't say anything. I just untagged and then spoke to my friend about it and then it stopped happening. So looking back, I wish I did do that. And if I ever go through this again, if I'm ever redundant again and that happens again, that's how I'm going to approach that because I just don't think it's right. But let me know your opinion on that because I, I didn't think... I didn't agree with that approach, but, um, but yeah, so, you know, so, so that's like that LinkedIn aspect of it. And like I said, I did feel embarrassed. I didn't tell my parents like a week later, I didn't tell my boyfriend until like some days later, because even the following day, which was a Friday, um, he messaged me like he normally would do and just be like, Hey, I hope work is going great, you know, blah, blah. And I just responded like, yeah, it's going really well. <laughs> like, yeah, work is fine. I hope work is going great for you, you know? Um, so then I remember we went out on the Sunday and I was like, I have something to tell you, <laughs> but I think like by then I had come to terms with it. It was like, Shay, you've been, you've made redundant, you know, it's just what it is. Um, but I think it was so easy for me to just not tell anyone because I was living by myself. So it wasn't even like I had to tell my family or anything, but I remember that my parents did come and they were here for like a few days and or maybe just a night or something like that and so this was the following week and so I went into my room pretending to work like <laughs> until they had pulled up in front of the house like I was just in the house just in the kitchen watching tv and then they pulled up and so I immediately went to my room and just took my personal laptop out and just started doing god knows what and then I remember at one point in the day, I was just like in my room in front of the mirror. I don't know what I was doing. I was thinking I was just like, I didn't even know. I didn't even know what I was doing. But anyway, I was in front of the mirror and my dad walked past the room and he was like, aren't you working? And I was just like, I'm always working. And he was like, okay. <laughs> so it was just, and I remember just laughing to myself um, because I was just like, this is hilarious. Like... <laughs> just here pretending to work like what the hell you know like I... <laughs> so yeah it was it was really really funny um and then I I think I told my siblings that later so it was really staggered I didn't tell anyone that day apart from that cousin but it was only because she had messaged me and said are you okay literally it was just because of that if she hadn't messaged that to me I would not have told her anything really I don't think so anyway um so yeah, so that's huh, that's like some of the emotions I was feeling when I was made redundant. Um, it was it was very emotional for me. I think you know the idea of not having. And I know it sounds really strange, but it's almost like having plans and then those plans being taken from you. And now it's like, what do I do with my time now? So it was that. It was the embarrassment. It was kind of anger. It was I don't want to say anger because I wasn't I wasn't angry like. But it was just annoyance, you know? It was very much annoyance. And as I mentioned, the other girl, I mentioned at the Christmas party, um, I spoke to her on that Thursday because when I found that she had also been let go, um, we spoke and we were like, so um, is this party still happening? Because you planned it and I was booking everyone's travel and like, doing like the hotels and stuff. And I thought that was such a slap in the face because... You have the two people, and can I just say, right? I'm just gonna say it. One thing is like, do you know when 
you've been made redundant and then you look back at some of the things that was that was like happening we running up to it and I remember she even said the same thing to me because when she had found the venue and everything and she thought the venue was great and she was like that's where we should go and she was trying to tell like the CEO like that's what you know we should go there um and he was like really slow with paying the deposit and she couldn't understand why um and I had a similar experience when it came to the hotel it was like okay we have this hotel we have everything sorted we need to pay um and it was like really quite slow but then once the redundancy happened it made sense it was like that's why they were slow because the numbers were going to be lower so the last thing they want to do is pay you know what I mean because they they know what's going to happen um whereas we didn't so we were just thinking why are they taking so long to pay for this and whatever so you know it's you should never have company loyalty because a company will always put itself first. There's nothing wrong with really enjoying your job. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with having great colleagues and anything like that. Um, and I think that's why I didn't do like, you know, one of those LinkedIn posts about I've made redundant, but I really enjoyed my time. And stuff like that. Even though it is true, I did enjoy my time there. But I didn't feel it necessary in that moment to praise a company that I don't know in that moment it was just like you know obviously you've been planning this for a while and I get it I get it like they I don't know how to phrase this so I think I'm just gonna stop there but yeah I just didn't think about I just I just thought it was unnecessary to do a kind of like LinkedIn post like thank you so much and also like on Slack when everyone was you know sending their well wishes I didn't think it was necessary to say thank you and all that kind of stuff um and also like considering it was a really small company you know you would think that like the ceo would like reach out personally but also that didn't happen either so it just kind of like you know just made me open my eyes a little bit like wow and that was my first time working at a small company so it was very much like wow i didn't think it would happen like this i guess you kind of expect that at one of those bigger companies where there's like thousands of people there or even hundreds and a larger group of people have made redundant but when it's so small and it's actually just 10 or 11 it's like okay got ya you know what I mean like I get it um but I didn't expect anything more like when you just think of a company in itself I just didn't expect anything well no I did a little bit I did just because it was a smaller company that's why but you know you live and you learn and and that's all so that's really like how I was like you know how I handled that day and I didn't think this would be so long so I'm actually gonna do a part three you know because (laughs) I didn't think this episode would be so so long um on on that redundancy day and you know my feelings and everything like that like I, I didn't think it'd be this long but it was so I'm going to do a part three on this as well. And in that, I'm going to talk about what I then did afterwards because, you know, I didn't just apply for other jobs. I also joined a casting agency as well. Um, and I did something with that. Um, and I also did some other stuff as well. And I just want to kind of like talk about, you know, some of the lessons I've learned from it. And then also when it came to explaining my redundancy on my cv or to an next employer because i know like some people might find useful lesson that as well 
um even if you've been through a redundancy oh my god even if you've been through a redundancy or you haven't um i still think these are like good stories to hear and to share and i know all redundancy stories are different because for myself you know someone who doesn't have any dependents i don't have any children so my story is going to be so different to someone who has kids you know someone who maybe doesn't have kids but just bought a house you know someone who i don't know maybe just moved to the country and now they're made redundant and it's like what so everyone's story is so different which is why i think it's nice when we share because people find hope in those kind of stories you know some people might listen and be like okay cool so if i go through something like this i'm it's good to know that other people went through something similar and so if i experience these emotions i'm not alone you know what i mean so i am going to do a part three but thank you for listening to part two and if you have listened to part one please do so um and yeah you know share your stories let me hear your thoughts um let me hear your thoughts on redundancy have you been made redundant how was it for you how did you feel um was it very much out of the blue like was there no redundancies happening within the industry or anything like that so it was very much like your mind wasn't even there you know so oh yeah and how did they do the call with you you know um and one thing as well it does depend how long you've been at a company for so i'd only been company company for nine months so they didn't have to do like at risk meetings and all those kind of things they can just let let you go you know so um so yeah but i hope you come back for part three thank you so much for listening you know if you've enjoyed please share with friends and and family and co-workers and you know anyone um if you know anyone going through evidence as well recently themselves then please share um and i'll see you on part three where we will continue the conversation bye